The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. And praise the Lord, everyone. My name is Seneca Rose Uilani Han, and I was the youth preacher for our 106th youth program that was held on Sunday, February 7, 2016, at our mother church, located at 1043 Middle Street. At this time, I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV, channel 14 in Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalihi for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes.
And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. At this time, I'll be turning our program over to our youth announcer, but before I do, I would like to share some information about him. We are proud to present to you the announcer for our 106th biannual youth service, Timothy Charles Lakbam Han Jr. Timmy was born on February 6, 1998 in Honolulu, Hawaii. He is the youngest child and only son of associate pastor Timothy C. L. Han Sr. and Mrs. Emilia Yu Han. I am his oldest sister, and we have one more sister, Sierra Lynn, who is just above Timmy. His paternal grandparents are Mrs. Evangeline Lemomi Han and the late Chief Pastor William M. Han Sr. And his maternal grandparents are Mr. Anton S. Rodriguez Jr. and the late Mrs. Rose H. L. Rodriguez. Timmy was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ on February 6, 2005 at the Mother Church and continues to tarry diligently for the Holy Spirit. He is also a faithful student in Associate Pastor Ronald P. Hahn Jr.'s Teen 3 class. Timmy is currently in the 12th grade at Farrington High School. His favorite subjects are math and English. After graduation, he plans to attend the University of Hawaii at Manoa and major in business economics or management and one day have his own business. Timmy is also part of the Teachers Academy at school and volunteers as a teacher's assistant at Kapalama and Kalihikai Elementary Schools. He is currently employed as a courtesy clerk at Foodland. In his spare time, Timmy enjoys working on his car and moped, playing basketball, and playing video games with his friends. Timmy would like to praise and thank the Lord for the opportunity to have been the 2015 Children's Christmas Program Announcer and the 106th Biannual Youth Program Announcer. He would also like to thank the Prayer Band, Prayer Band Warriors, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and the trustees for their unceasing prayers. Finally, Timmy would like to express his gratefulness to his parents and family for their undying prayers, love, and support. So without further ado, may I present to you my younger brother, Timothy Charles Lockbaum Han Jr. Timmy? Thank you, Senegal. For the first anthem this morning, our youth choir will sing a very spiritual and emotional number entitled, His Grace is Sufficient for Me. They will be under the direction of Miss Pohaku Carter. Accompanying our youth choir and on piano is Tiari Summers.
praise the Lord for such an uplifting number, for we know that no matter what comes our way, it is the Lord who will help to lead and guide us through it all, for his grace is sufficient for me. For the first selection this morning, our talented young pickers, pluckers, and strummers of the youth orchestra will play for you the number entitled, Tis Burning in My Soul. They will be under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. for that uplifting and energetic number. Our soloist for this morning's program will be Alicia Spotkaff, an 11th grader of Kamehameha Schools. She will use her talent to sing praises unto the Lord with a song entitled Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Alicia will be under the direction of Miss Emilia Hahn, accompanying our soloist will be Tiari Summers on the piano. like me 
Wasn't that amazing? 
TV viewers, because of God's amazing grace, our chains are gone and we have been set free. Thank you, Alicia, for such an uplifting number. For the final anthem this morning, once again, we call upon the youth choir to sing this wonderful song entitled, We Are the Reason. Thank you, Youth Choir, for such an awesome number. Don't you think all of our performers did a wonderful job this morning? Thanks to God, we were able to praise Him wonderfully this morning. Amen. Next, we have a trumpet duet. Our instrumentalist this morning will be none other than Asia White, a senior of Roosevelt High School, and Shayla Sparkaff, a seventh grader of Stevenson Middle School. They will sing the song, play a song entitled, Wonderful, Wonderful Jesus. There will be under the direction of Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. 
accompanying our duet will be Tiari Summers on the piano. Thank you, Jesus, for such an awesome number. They did a wonderful job, don't you think? Amen. Next up is the most enthusiastic group of performers, the Young Crusaders. They joyfully sing the song entitled, The Cross is Not Greater. They will be under the direction of Ms. Christy Hahn, who is assisted by Johanna Carrillo. It's my sheer delight that we dedicate this wonderful song to Associate Pastor Stanley Lacodden and Mrs. Laura Lacodden. Your unending labor of love will not go unrewarded. 
May Jesus continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you and your family in the life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday afternoon. Didn't that make you feel so lively? Amen. 
Thank you, Young Crusaders, for that energetic number. I am definitely ready to praise God for his mercy, love, and grace. Before returning to the program, back to the youth preacher, who will tell you our schedule of announcements, I would like to give a little background about her. I am honored to introduce our 106th youth service preacher, Seneca Rose Uilani Han. With deep humility and heartfelt gratitude, Seneca Rose Uilani Han thanks our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the opportunity to be the 106th youth service program preacher. Born to Associate Pastor Timothy Siao Han and Mrs. Emilia Yu Han on Independence Day, July 4, 1990 in Honolulu, Seneca Rose has one younger sister, Sierra Lynn, and I am her younger brother, Timothy Han Jr. She is also the granddaughter of Mrs. Evangeline L. Han and the late Chief Pastor William M. Han Sr. and Mr. Anton S. Rodriguez and the late Mrs. Rose Rodriguez. Seneca Rose was baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ through emerging on July 6, 1997 and filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit on June 6, 2006. Multi-talented, Seneca Rose is a faithful member of the adult choir, where she is a telecast vocalist and plays the ukulele in the church orchestra. She is also an accomplished musician on the drums, cello, and clarinet in the church band. Seneca Rose also served as a youth service preacher and youth service announcer in February 2008 and June 2008, respectively. She is a proud graduate of Farrington High School and has earned her associate's degree in forensics along with a certificate in Hawaiian language from the University of Hawaii West Oahu College. She plans to further her studies to become a forensic analyst specializing in osteology, the study of bones, but never want to sit idle. Seneca Rose is currently employed with Clinical Laboratories of Hawaii and Kapiolani Medical Center for Women and Children as a lab technician. She's also a part-time Macy's merchandiser. When she has some spare time, she enjoys volunteering with events sponsored by the Aloha United Way and the American Cancer Society. Seneca Rose would like to thank the Lord for the love and unceasing prayers of Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and Mrs. Rosalind Hahn, the trustees, the prayer band, and the saints of God. Lastly, she expresses her deepest love and gratitude to her grandparents and parents for their love, prayers, and support as she continues on with the gospel work. And now it is my distinct pleasure to reintroduce to you our 106th youth preacher, Seneca Rose Uilani Han. Seneca? Thank you, Timothy. At this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV Channel 14 in Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday School for All Ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneras Sr. in Kaunakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alberio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balobo, Pigawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Seneca. What a dazzling production by an extraordinary collection of youngsters in a masterful demonstration of talented endowments who did all as a labor of love and totally for the extolment of God. We are most jubilant at the opportunity that this is our 106 youth service directly into your homes. We graciously thank you for your participation as viewers in today's telecast. Special acknowledgement and gratitude are extended to the person who was in charge, youth director, Ms. Rose Carter. Pohaku Carter. Each youth program seems to supersede the one before as a result of her patient, diligent, and persevering guidance. The same respects are also extended to our youth orchestra, accompanist, and instrumentalist director, Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr., Young Crusader Director Ms. Christy Hahn, and Youth Choir Director Ms. Pohaku Carter. We'd also like to acknowledge our talented backup musicians who willingly respond to all those needing assistance, our pianists and organists, Mrs. Johanna Carrillo and Mrs. Tiari Summers, our rhythm section, Kelsey and Kayla Bing, Seneca Rose Hahn, and Iris Locke. Our Gospel Skip Visiting Hours, which is coming up soon, was written and directed by Associate Pastor Walter Ivan Sparkav Jr. And finally, special appreciation is extended to our very reliable and gifted sound engineer, Associate Pastor Ron Kahele, along with his assistants, who are ready the microphones and set up the sound system for our church recording sessions and every aspect of our musical programs. Each had a hand in order to fulfill their responsibility in making this youth program possible and exceptional. 
Truly, the Lord has blessed us with gifted, knowledgeable, and competent leaders, and they in turn will be blessed of the Lord for their efforts, love, and sacrifice. We born-again Christians believe that God's promises are yea, true, and amen. Therefore, his promise to return in clouds of glory for his own is not a question of if he's returning, but rather when is he coming back to translate us to our journey's end of eternal life in God's kingdom. Therefore, I sincerely ask the Lord that the message I have entitled High Calling will cause you to seize the moment to accept Jesus as your Savior. In fact, I implore of you, don't to let today become one of missed opportunity. Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the self-same gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee and being offered by yours truly in this telecast, as in all our telecasts, the past ones, present ones, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can proceed together. It is wonderful to come to the end of the way with assurance of salvation and eternal life in one's heart. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. Now, when Paul came to his last hours, he had such a great assurance that he said thusly to Timothy, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life. He remembered his experience with Jesus on the Damascus Road and all which had happened since that time. He wrote to Timothy in, to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.12, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and was persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul had committed himself to Christ years before and knew that he was now safe in Jesus forever. Yes, viewers, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with a secret, yet he could betray you. However, when you trust your soul to Jesus Christ, it is safe forever. Read in Ezekiel 18.4, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The joy of knowing Jesus is to believe on him who died for us so that we can have the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus, not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On that day when the light from heaven blinded him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him. We read in Acts 9, 4-6, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that, indeed, Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Paul's Savior. Persecutions of all kinds had come. Paul had suffered the loss of all things, but the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He tells us in Philippians 3, 8 and 13 to 14, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. At this time, viewers, I'd like to direct your attention to a most enlightening skit entitled Visiting Hours, featuring four talented young individuals. 
They are Asia White as Clara the Nurse, Gyaloho Hakoole in eighth grade of Eva Makai Middle School as Mrs. Jones the Grandma, Hoko Ili Hakoole a senior at James Campbell High School as Mary the Mother, and Isaac Grimes, a second grader of St. Patrick's School, as Frankie the Grandson. Good morning, Mrs. Jones. I see you have some visitors today. Yep, this is my daughter, Mary, and her son, Frankie. Pleased to meet you. Hi, lady. What's your name? My name is Clara. It's very nice to meet the both of you as well. So, how old are you, Frankie? Seven. I have a little boy of my own who's just about the same age as you are. He's going to be seven in about a month. Is he going to get baptized too? I'm sorry. Frankie just got baptized in our church yesterday, and he's still quite excited about it. Since mom is in the hospital, we're showing her pictures of Frankie's baptism. That's unusual. Frankie went all the way under the water. My son was baptized when he was just a baby, and they only sprinkled a little bit of water on his head. In our church, we wait until a child is old enough to understand right from wrong, which is at least seven years old. Then, we, when the child is baptized, they are placed all the way under the water, the same way as Jesus did when he was baptized. Baptism actually comes from the Greek word baptism, mo, baptizo, which means to fully immerse in water. Hey Frankie, why don't you show Miss Clara here how well you can read. Open your Bible to Mark 16, 16. Okay, six, Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That was very good, Frankie. So that basically means that if you don't believe, you'll be damned? Yep, unbelief is the greatest sin in the world today. I know you believe in God because you made an effort to make to have your son baptized, but he was just too young to believe and wasn't fully immersed in water. You simply did not know about the key scriptures in the Bible that explain the one baptism mentioned in Galatians 5, 4 through 6. In John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus explains that we need to be born of water and of the Spirit in order to enter the kingdom of God. Why don't you read that for us, Frankie? Sure. John chapter 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he can not enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit is to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is found in Acts 2.38. I'll read that, Grandma. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Before you are baptized, you need to repent of all your sins. Repentance is to be honestly sorry for the sins that you have committed in the past. We also need to be old enough to understand and believe what we are doing when we get baptized. This scripture has two promises. The first promise is that Jesus will forgive you for all of your sins. And when Jesus forgives, he forgets. The second promise is that Jesus will fill you with the Holy Ghost. This is only evidenced by speaking in an unknown tongue or language, as shown in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. 
Wait a minute, didn't Jesus say in Matthew 28:19 that he had to be baptized in the name of the God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? Yes, he did. But in the scripture, the word name is in the singular and not plural, referring to only one saving name, not three. Also, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not even names. They are titles. Think about it like this. We both have some titles of our own. We're both mothers, we're both daughters, and we're both girls. If you called out one of those titles, either of us could answer. But if you called out my name, only I would answer. Just like God, he has many titles and manifestations, but he is one person and his name is Jesus. This is confirmed in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. I got it, Mom. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Thank you, Frankie. There's only one God, not three. And furthermore, there is only one saving name, not three, which is confirmed in Acts 4.12. Why don't you go ahead and read that as well? Okay, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So you see, Acts 2.38 actually satisfies Matthew 28.19. Acts 4.12 and John 3.5. It's all there in black and white, the only correct way to be baptized. Thank you so much for sharing all your Bible knowledge with me. I'll be sure to bring my son to your church to be baptized once he turns seven next month. I'll get baptized too. That's very good news indeed. I can't wait to meet your son. Me too. Weren't they terrific? It's always a pleasure to see our children be a part of God's growing gospel work. And I'll back to my message. Many of their travelers have seen Niagara Falls and have stood on the top of some of the highest mountains. Some have been through the Carlsbad Caverns and have gazed down into the Grand Bryce and Zion Canyons. Many have watched the waves of the mighty Atlantic, ridden the surf of the Pacific, and have marveled at the magnificent sunrise and sunsets, the power of the sun and the tranquility of the moon and stars. Many have come to realize that Jesus created all of these things for everyone's pleasure, as well as fulfilling one's needs. Listen to Ephesians 3.9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. It is God who creates through Jesus Christ. God made man in his own image. The devil marred that image through sin. But Jesus Christ can restore that image through the new birth. The Apostle Paul knew the value of the soul. He knew it would live forever, as Jesus revealed in Mark 8, 36-37. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The Lord regards the value of his soul above all else, including money, power, education, security, in old age. Many of Mary of Bethany, in love and gratitude, broke open an alabaster box of precious ointment and poured it on the head of Jesus as he sat at the dinner table. He was so moved by this special deed and expression of love that he complimented the woman and said in years to come, her gift would be spoken of everywhere as a memorial to her. We read in Matthew 26, 12 to 13, for in that she had poured this, this old man upon my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. 
Jesus never forgets what we do for him. The aroma of our good deeds will fill heaven because he remembers that what we do for him here and now will bless us throughout eternity. For God is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love toward his name. It has been said that we do not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. We often look down over the years and wonder what life will be like 10 or 15 years from now. However, sometimes it's best that we not know what is forthcoming in this world. One thing is certain, we know that Jesus is coming soon and sooner than we think. Signs that tell us of his coming are already here. No one knows when he is coming. He tells us in Matthew 24, 42 and 44, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Therefore be also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, a son of man cometh. Paul tells us that God will keep that which he has committed unto him against that day. What kind of day will that be? That will be a day of judgment. The real born-again Christian is not afraid to face that day. He has committed his all to the Almighty God, and he has no fear of condemnation. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. The judgment of the believer's works and not his sins is under our discussion here. Because the believer's sins have been atoned for and are remembered no more forever, it is the individual's works that must come to judgment. The result is reward or loss of reward, but he, the believer, shall be saved. This judgment will occur at the return of Jesus Christ for his church. We read in 2 Timothy 4.8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. A born-again believer who walks not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, has no fear of condemnation. Delay is costly. Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Unfortunately, there are many who are passing by Jesus today, postponing their decision to abide with him. However, they may delay too long, and thus from hell, they will look back and cry, The summer is ended, the harvest is past. And I am lost forever. The unsaved will stand at the great white throne judgment to have the sentence of eternal death pass upon him. What will Jesus say to you, viewers, in that day? Will he say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or will he say, Depart from me into the everlasting fire? I know you not. It will be a day either of blessed assurance or a day of desperate despair. Thus we see. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, thereby making it the safest place for any soul. There are very few things in this world which remain steadfast. Man may build, but the destructive forces of other men and time tear down all that man builds. Great business houses have crashed, and mighty institutions have tottered and fallen. Thus we are prone to ask, what will survive in times like these? Well, Paul tells us that there are some things that cannot be shaken, some things that shall forever remain. We read Hebrews 12, 27, and this word yet once more, signify the removing all those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Why is this true? simply because they are eternal things. They are of God. Jesus told the story of a man who built his house on a rock and of another who built his house upon the sand. 
I am sure you can figure out what happened in both cases. One house fell and the other stood firm. The things of man will fall. Things of God will stand forever. Everything that is not of Jesus will come tumbling down. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review Telakaya's presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The youth orchestra is always willing and able to perform for Jesus. And to end another sweet hour of fellowship, listen to their skillful rendition of the selection entitled Preach the Foursquare Gospel. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.